joining us today for the Anchor Day. We are reading through the books of Acts, learning about the early church and the unstoppable power of the gospel. Listen close as we dive deep into Luke's and Paul's accounts. Hello, my name is Melissa Flores, and I'm the Healing and Recovery Coordinator here at Bethel Church, and it's my privilege to dig into God's Word with you. Today we are in Acts 1, 12-26. If you haven't already read this passage, now may be a good time to hit pause and go take a look. Just prior to these verses, as Nate mentioned yesterday, Jesus promised the coming of the Holy Spirit to His apostles and then ascended to heaven. Here is where we enter the story. The eleven apostles have returned to Jerusalem and have gone to an upper room where they are staying. It has been almost ten days, and our verses say, All these, with one accord, were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. In the Nelson Study Bible notes, it says the words with one accord mean same-minded. The phrase speaks of people sharing the same mind or thinking like-mindedly. It does not refer to people who all think and feel the same way about everything, but to people who set aside personal feelings and commit themselves to one task. What a great example of what true unity looks like. Unity was really important for the early church as they were just starting off, and it's equally important for us today. God's desire is unity in the midst of diversity in the body of Christ. Ephesians 4.3 tells us to make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. The apostles and all who gathered in Acts 1 were devoted to maintaining this kind of unity. They came together as one, praying, eating, and waiting together, unified in purpose and faith. I also think it's important to take note of the women's full involvement in this passage, knowing that culturally, during this time, women were usually not utilized or even recognized in this way. Including everyone in this gathering added to their unity and their common purpose. From here, the whole assembly, which was noted to be about 120 people together at the time, was tasked with replacing Judas, who betrayed Jesus. Anyone that knows me knows I ask a lot of questions. It's true. This is to get clarity and gain understanding. And not surprisingly, this is how I study Scripture as well. In verses 21 through 23, Peter lays out the rules for picking the next apostle. He was to be an eyewitness, to have been with Jesus from his baptism by John to his resurrection. With those standards in mind, Peter puts forth two names, Barsabbas, also called Justice, and Matthias. Verse 24 says, And they prayed and said, You, Lord, know all the hearts and minds. Show which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship, from which Judas turned aside to his own place. And they cast lots for them. And the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. My mind goes immediately to questions after reading verse 24. What in the world does casting lots mean? 
And why would they do that? In my search for clarity, I found that casting lots was used as a method for determining clear direction from God's will and absolute trust in His sovereignty. It may have looked like their names being written on stones or pottery fragments and placed in a container. When shaken by a designated person, whichever name spilled out was chosen. However they chose to do it, I think what's important to remember in this passage is that prayer precedes the casting of lots. Peter asked the Lord to reveal His will through the method used during that time. Nowadays, we have the full written Word and the Holy Spirit to guide us. Prayer, the Word, and the Spirit are what we use today for discerning the will of God. Whatever decisions you need to make today or in the near future, I'd encourage you to let God speak to you through being in His Word, praying privately and with others, and asking the Spirit to guide you in His will. Staff and volunteers weekly pray over prayer requests from the church body. We also gather every Saturday night at 6.30 p.m. at the Richland campus to pray for Sunday morning services, plus pray for our pastors, staff, and Bethel ministries. If you have a prayer request, we would love to be praying with you. Please go to bethel.ch prayer to fill out the form or join us on Saturday nights. Praying together helps unify our body, just like it did the apostles. Let's all commit to praying for each other and our church as we grow together in Him, unified in purpose and faith. Thanks for joining us today. Listen tomorrow as we encourage each other through God's Word. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we would love to continue to grow with you. We'd also like a chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you can find all sorts of ways to serve, worship, and learn together.